0: Audience (laughs) members cut. I mean, uh, this was quite a bit. This is we about went over 50 our times our saying
1: "cock" more than I expected in the first three minutes of yeah. this podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, this isn't even started yet. I was just yeah. g- trying to. I'm sh- you're I've trying been to this break whole the whole time. Ice. I've been trying to convey to you guys that usually I start out with just like regular conversation, just to like, and then slowly establish. You're like, what? We've started. Welcome back to Articulate with uh, Steve uh, today. Another very special episode. We have uh, uh,
1: two... some would say the most special, the most sorry, ar- but,
0: returning yeah. guests. Returning, yeah, returning guests from an official next in line. Uh, showcase area we have uh manny brown
2: and tyler wolf yeah we're inside of the building where the magic happens right now magic thanks for having us
0: i i did listen to our previous episode before coming in here and had some questions prompted from that episode okay so last time you guys said you wanted to start the show um just so that you guys could hang out like that was the the overarching theme so how's the friendship going
2: uh it's totally it shifted now the only reason we do the show is to make money right Yeah, right. We, hate, we hate each other personally but yeah. professionally it's going great yeah, so yeah. As it's just a business partnership yeah, yeah, yeah. at this point well
0: uh, all right i know you guys are joking but like <laughs> <laughs> but seriously like i mean bring it yeah like you guys actually do have to do business together has, has that like been kind of a, a strain or like uh, has it been interesting to see that relationship work out as business partners
1: I, I think mean, we were business partners a year and a half ago. We just didn't have as good of a business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we were
2: trying we, had be- <laughs> we hadn't even started the business, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think over the last year and a half, Manny is probably the most texted person in my phone, if I had to guess. Oh,
0: yeah. That's yeah. probably. Well, that's cute.
2: Yeah, yeah that's me, me and adorable.
1: my – it goes between Tyler and – uh my boyfriend who's cock okay i'm just kidding this was this was related to earlier i hope now you put the earlier stuff in <laughs> yes, i hope yes. you don't. that makes no I sense hope you don't. It's no, just i like hope you Manny don't. Has a boyfriend that he sucks his cock but um <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't put that yeah, early put stuff in that's just the promo anyway um yeah no we text a lot cuz we i mean running a business takes a lot of time and especially when it's a small, independent, two-person business. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but it's also, like, related to comedy. It's what we want to do. I mean, it is different running the business versus being a comic, but we're both comics, so,
2: you know, we might talk about comic stuff too, but... Yeah, and basically every business decision is geared towards the highest quality stage time, so it all kind of feeds itself in that sense, like, as a comedian. Yeah, highest quality stage time is in just your... Just, okay. like, the best show that we can put together results in better stage time. Like, you've done open mics. Right. Not exactly high quality in terms of what you're getting out of it as the performer. Right. Um, So we're trying to make this experience as good as it is for the audience because then that just kind of leaks over to the comedian and what we're getting out of it as performers.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I actually have, like, just some questions, like, related to the show. So, I mean, like, what issues did you start with like you know a year ago that you know like what you know that now you look at you're like wow i can't even believe we did that you know what i mean like what issues with running the showcase was...
2: I mean, it's still like an ongoing, but it's just getting people in the door. At the beginning, we had just no idea what we were doing. So okay. we were really just throwing anything that would work at the wall, um, like guerrilla marketing, like posting in Facebook groups, like, hey, just heard about this really cool show. Like, oh, anyone else want to check it, it, it out? You're yeah, sort of. I mean, we were just posting <laughs> in I mean, we, it we just did it from our, profile, yeah. from our oh. actual <laughs> profile. Like, hey, dude, we saw you yeah. last week. Yeah. We
1: know you're not just stumbling upon this thing. You've yeah. been posting in here for yeah. six months.
0: Did somebody call you out? <laughs> I don't think no. people care. Aired. The like, only times we called, called you out. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, the only times we would get called out was when we would post in a group. So they're neighborhood groups and this show wasn't in their neighborhood, and we would just get like booted. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like,
1: hey West <laughs> Philly, wanna see this hot show in your neighborhood? It's in like in Fishtown. Yeah. And they're like, you know, they might but honestly a lot of them don't kick us out. Really? I would say the vast majority, yeah. even if it's like a neighborhood where the show isn't, they don't care. And and we would just say something broad like, Hey, a show in Philly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Whatever. The, yeah um is some things we like worked on is night of the week obviously saturday was like always the goal but i think we started out with some thursday shows that didn't do that great Mm -hmm. um in a less than ideal location we i think at this point we've been in six or seven different venues in philly that has hosted an in line show right um and now we're down to four recurring ones
0: Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, what's the the structure now? You guys have here on Saturday. So we're here,
2: Lily's Ferry, every Saturday, two shows.
1: We've got an early show at 7 o'clock, and uh, I can't stop selling it. And yeah, you know, nine, you're I like, know, what's that? we hey got guys. an early anyway, show, so uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but we've got a... Uh, a 7 o'clock and a 9 o'clock show every Saturday here at Lily's Ferry, Old City, 10 South Front Street.
2: I'm going to put some air horn.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're just
2: going to clip this as the ad, and then it's going to do that spiral thing, and then it's going to be Manny on stage performing. I
1: feel like any black man should be able to walk in a
2: <laughs> Hey, guys. <laughs> but just a loud laughter oh, like man. yeah, it's
1: like a yeah. sitcom laughter loop from Family Matters yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: But uh, and then we have so this is a weekly weekly Endeavor here, but then we've got three Monthly shows and we've got a monthly show at tattooed moms on South Street Second District, we've got a monthly show. We're there every uh, second Thursday of the month. So that's oh, cool. Second District Brewing in South Philly. Yeah. Um. And then we've got, what am I missing? Tat- Wait, I said Tattooed Moms. Second District and Frankie Bradley. Frankie Bradley's. Frankie Bradley's. Oh, Frankie, you guys Bradley's still do. Frankie Bradley's. Yeah. Every last Friday, we're at Frankie Bradley's in Old S- in Center City in the neighborhood. And last show, we had a pretty decent turnout. It's like um, 75.
2: Like 75 people were there. Yeah. Which. Yeah, it's pretty good. So that's what we have right now, which uh, adds up to 11 shows a month. And then we're still looking to add more. So we're looking to add um, like a weekly open mic. But it's really an open mic for comics, but the audience won't know that. So we're going to get audience in there, advertise it like a free show. Um, and then we're looking to add more shows here as well. So right. we're looking to eventually be like a full fledged like, operation. Lily's Ferry, if you're listening, which they
1: might, well, we're in here, they might be. Yeah. Right. But They're just behind the curtains. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Um,
2: but and yeah. our special guests. Help bombard us. Yeah, please.
1: But yeah, we want this to be a more more nights a week. So, okay. you know, ideally, and I, you know, we would want this space to be like, you know, thursday friday saturday Thursday, you know oh, yeah yeah definitely yeah. if if we could um so we're we've been trying to not build too fast too quickly we've been trying to build like a good base you know we want to make sure we can handle the two shows a week here before we
2: kind of expand and yeah. and things like that have but, there
0: been moments where you felt overwhelmed with yeah. yeah
2: ever since we went weekly here which is uh we started in october it's been like it's just nonstop cuz right. i don't we took one week off and i think cause it was cuz it was new year's eve or i guess two weeks in a row it was christmas eve and then new year's eve on back to back weeks but besides that we've had two shows here every single night for since october yeah the beginning of october so that's yeah like 8 months ago
0: yeah and how much sweat do you accrue in those in those moments oh my gosh how much sweat yeah. like when we're trying to get
1: the show together yeah. <laughs> um so we've actually gotten I think we have gotten pretty efficient at like we can do it physically we're like yeah. setting up the room yeah. doing all that shit <laughs> we just don't want preparing to. for our set we're yeah. doing it all we're doing the music we're, make, we're we've been checking tic- we've checked tickets at the door we're just kind of generally k- taking a, a uh, the temperature of the room and then getting up introducing the show and then the two of us are still comics so then we're like preparing for our sets in our heads oh, yeah. so we've been able to do that but we don't want to at this it's, point
2: it's second nature it's just it's like annoying uh like just grunt work that we have to do but it's yeah it's just it's pretty we're not ever like freaking out i'd say unless like the speaker wasn't working by the way the first show i ever we ever did which was frankie bradley's was totally freaking out
1: i remember just like and and i remember we had jamie Pappas, another good philly comic does a lot of next in line shows shout out to jamie uh, she was our <laughs> photographer back and not on that first she show. Literally, she was like, "Are that. you guys he's like, okay?" He's like, hey, guys, like, chill, because yeah. <laughs> like, we were just like on one. Because I was just so stressed out. Because I, I. Hadn't run a comedy show.
2: You're how like, many have I ever run a... Chairs, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Have a Basically, like yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. how many can we count how many have we sold? Like yeah. all and now
1: stuff. looking at Frankie Bradley's, it's like the easiest setup because they have most of the stuff already set up. Right. Here we have to get the chairs out and count them and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but at Frankie Bradley's, they have like lights and they have like a great weight staff and all that. Not that the weight staff's not good here, it's gotten a million times better than than what it was <laughs> um in in years prior. Like right. we love the current weight staff, but yeah, it, was, it wasn't that hard, but at the time, it was like, oh, my God, like, I, I just don't even know. But after doing it so many times, you just learn how to kind of run a room, check the temperature, um, you know, make sure everything's, you know, ready to go, the music, all that
2: stuff. Yeah. But in the beginning, I remember, yeah, it was like a pretty scary. But. Yeah, there's also a similar mindset to running a show that's – I think it's similar to, like, doing a lot of open mics, which is the more you do it, the less each one means – because you realize no one cares about what's happening except for you. <laughs> so we thought, like, all the, the everyone that walked in was going to comment on the chairs and where's the food, how do we get this, how do we get that, what does this stamp mean? Yeah. And then we realized people were just like, yeah, we're just here to see a show. Like, yeah. like yeah. why you guys their are scaring are me. Their brains are turned off. Right. They're just yeah. here
1: to hang out with their friends, and they want to see something entertaining. Right. That's it.
0: So if they see sweaty people running around, it's going to freak them out. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like, but generally, the if the you're fuck? just like, uh, You know, things happen.
1: Stay, you got to stay calm. You got to stay cool. Because you set the temperature. You know what I mean? Like, you're... In a sense, when you start the show, if you're the one running around, you got to look cool. So you right. got to make sure everybody else feels comfortable. You don't a fucking if you're on a plane, the pilots running around stressed the fuck yeah, out, right, sweating. Yeah. You're like, holy fuck, get me <laughs> off this plane! <laughs> like I don't want to. I don't do trust this. what's about. Yeah, to you don't want to see flight attendants like freaking out, like oh my god, do we have enough seats <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever? Then, yeah. then you're like, get me off this plane! Like
0: yeah, I so, feel that. So have you gone to like this is another question. I Had have you gone to other shows where? maybe things you wouldn't have noticed before. Now you like start to notice oh, and start yeah. to think about it a lot oh, yeah. more.
2: Yeah. I think I, I might bite my tongue on this one, but, um, no names, but drop names. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I don't think many shows are run very well and okay. it's pretty simple how to run a good show. Okay. Just seats yeah. close to a stage with a light and yeah. working sound and yeah, working sound and, f- and a, and a private space. Yeah. So like right now in Lily's ferry, there's a massive party happening downstairs that we didn't know was happening. And We've been to shows where there'd be an open mic downstairs trying to, like... Just in the
1: middle of other people trying to enjoy their evening. Yeah. And it's like, hey, let's do an open mic in front of all these people. It's like, people. no, don't, uh, don't, bother don't sneak them. attack someone with <laughs> comedy. Bring
2: them in to see comedy. Right.
1: A, that's, the, that's the key. That's a, it's, it's very simple, and I was able to see it at other shows um, across, like, the country. Like, Tyler and I have been to a bunch of different cities to do comedy. And we would go and learn from it's other cities to get out of a bubble. And we're like, "Oh, well, why is it so good in like San Francisco or Minneapolis or whatever?" It's and then you realize it's very, very simple. Like Tyler said, an enclosed space where everyone in that room is just there for comedy. Right. Usually, I mean, we have some free showcases, but most of our shows are paid. So when someone pays money, they have more of an incentive. To pay attention, they're right. invested yeah. in it. If it's yeah. free, it's like they can just kind of walk in and walk out. But if you pay even 10 bucks, psychologically, that means something different. Like you're right. there for the show, you're invested, you wanna have a good time. So, enclosed space, people paying attention.
2: And even the free shows that we do have are not enclosed spaces. Exa- they're not in a bar where other people are just like enjoying a meal and like, what the hell is happening over there? Yeah. It's in a separate back room that is, if you're walking into that room, you're going in to see a performance. Right. Everyone's looking, even at the though it's stage. Free. No one but else is doing
0: anything else in If the you room. do that, then how how are you supposed to make people uncomfortable? Yeah. Isn't how are you supposed to make
1: comedy a terrible jokes. experience? Yeah.
0: How
2: are you supposed to make everyone feel weird? Yeah. Comics yeah. and yeah. audience
1: members. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We've yeah, tried I to think figure that's out how we people make forget it. about is that
2: the audiences are supposed to enjoy themselves? Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. That's, and and it, it, but it's but it's simple, like. And not to, like, get on our high horse, but, I mean, I'm already on it, so I'm going to stay on it for a little bit, but fine. it's kind of like you want to put yourself in the shoes of the audience member, not the shoes of a comic. Like, yeah, well, yeah. even as a sh- in the shoes of a comic, you want a fucking good audience, <laughs> but how do you get yeah. a good audience? You have to think, what would an audience member want? Right. Uh, how that, would, you know I, what I mean? How would an audience member want to be marketed to?
2: Yeah. And what do they want when they come to the show? That's It's literally that simple. I don't know if we said it on our first, the last time we did the, the pod, but basically it was like we want to create a show that's something we would have gone to before we were comics right um and so like reminding ourselves of like if you're giving them a good experience they'll come back they'll tell their friends like it'll it'll have it so it'll grow good reviews online like all that sort of thing um and so like focus more on them than us in the sense that like again going back to like how we used to be like freaking out it's like They don't know all the the behind-the-scenes bullshit. They just walk into a room, and they're like, okay, we're here for the show.
0: Yeah, so do you guys subscribe to— I was kind of prepping for this, asking around— you guys subscribe to the idea that you literally just have to trick the audience into thinking it's a real show? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So how do you guys, is that, those all the, are all the details? Are there any, like, little tricks that you do just to make These people These are think? real shows, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you think this, I just, <laughs> yeah. I just
2: get up and leave. Yeah. <laughs> Flips the table. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We just hear him off mic. Like, fuck Steve! <laughs> 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 fucking <laughs> bullshit it's a real show, I'll fucking Fucking blazer-ass motherfucker.
2: I don't know, you're wearing a blazer, that doesn't even make sense. But yeah. Well, again, 100%. just think we've... about if you're a random person walking down the street and someone comes up to you and is trying to bark you in and says hey come see this comedy show and and you, and they go oh like what's the experience ah, yeah it's gonna be like okay it's just com- comedians trying out new jokes they're gonna go okay i'm not gonna come to that, that. Right. but if you're like oh yeah all these people work the clubs like if you've ever been to helium punchline um now we can actually say and not be lying like oh yeah we've had comics from netflix and uh hulu and amazon you guys and comedy long. central for the very
1: first oh, we were not lying yeah. for The
2: first, just <laughs> let me let me step in
1: for my lawyer i'm gonna ask right, yeah. right, right. um but no we weren't lying because our first comic uh
2: was actually on we were
0: stretching the truth <laughs> i mean our first exagger- the first no. headliner
2: we had was a writer on a netflix show yeah okay. yeah yeah so from the get-go we could say that we people say that have been on the show he was show. a writer on the
1: netflix show he had a couple of comedy central things Says, yeah. but um so we actually that was the the credits thing was actually always true but we've had even more people now from you know comedy central and all that stuff we've kind of actually changed our marketing though it's that's part of like us evolving so our marketing used to be all right we got to get like the biggest headliner we can get yeah um from new york and someone who's been on comedy central or netflix or a a late night set or whatever we're gonna tell people hey come to these shows we got comics from comedy central we got a headliner from who's written for big mouth or whatever yeah. and now what we've tried to do is really just sell the experience of hey this is a really good comedy show full of like the best up-and-coming comics that you might not know their names yet
2: but mm-hmm. one day you might um yeah. and so but, so but yeah. i will say to go back to the original question in order to legitimize your show mm-hmm. book legitimate comics okay right. or like it works like vice versa if you're trying to legitimize it Book legitimate comics. Yeah. Um. So like, the first like slew of people we had headliners were like again the biggest people we could get. Um. But there were sometimes people that were coming to specifically see the headliner because they're like, oh shit, that person's gonna be in Philly. Right. Um. I've seen their thing on TV or on YouTube or um follow them from their clips. So mm-hmm. um, don't just book people you know. Every comic wants stage time. You have to remember that. Right. So if you reach out to someone who's like you know, you think is there's no chance they say yes. The only thing they might say is no. Right. So it's like just ask someone and like have like a good offer and then you can um it kind of legitimize the show if you are trying to get people in to be like, oh, yeah, this comic has done the X, Y, Z or um you've seen do yeah, this. Yeah, well, or, so
0: how, how do you decide? How do you choose comics? Do you guys have a process at this point or just like just know you hear about somebody, somebody refers them to you? How do you guys, like, uh, go about choosing It's a whole
1: process now. So it used to be just, like, DMing people. Right. um, And some of the bigger
2: names was just through, like, DMs. And And that's because we had two shows a month. It was, like, easy to book two shows a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just by being, like, let's think. Okay, now
1: let's reach out. Let's reach out to this person. What did they say? Okay, well, they can't do it. Let's reach out to this person. Now we do more of, like, showcase-style shows. Okay. And we... So and we have several more shows a month, so we send out a booking form, like an availability form to we post it on our uh-huh. Instagram page. We also have it on our website, and we also I think at times we've emailed it to past performers yeah um, and they fill out the form in like let's say late April, if, and they'll fill out their availability for May and then at for the all of May for all of May oh, wow. and at the end of April, Tyler and I will kind of book uh you know what we u- used to do and and is like have like a meeting where like the last sunday in april yeah. we would just book out the entire month so we wow. would be like all right so you know s- may 6th who's on the seven thirty, who's on the nine thirty, and we would just go through the form we'd like have a spreadsheet yeah the fr- that we could create from all the responses on the google doc right and then we would just like see who's available and then just like he and I would talk about it and just book people that way. So yeah. it would be like a, what, like a three-hour process? Do they have that yeah, template,
0: been, like,
2: online? How did you guys yeah, we you just just put it together? So it was up. like a Google, yeah. I it's think from doing we shows it. in other cities. Yeah, we yeah. learned uh, it. Where would you learn it from? D- DC has, does that a lot. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, Like, does, like, sends out forms that you fill out, and then you hear back from them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we try to, it's just, it's, again, it's, like, annoying, necessary work. Right. So we try to, like, bang it out in just one long meeting. It's I think it's gone anywhere from three to, like, five hours. But yeah. it's because we're trying to book, like, 11 shows in a month. Right. So um, it's hard yeah, to just, like, kind like... of day by day. And then it's also like, oh, well, we're trying to do other things and live our lives. And to <laughs> think in the back of our mind, like, wait, did we finish this Saturday? It's easy to just be like, we did it all. But that's the other thing about growing and wanting to focus on the comedy is we're looking to, like, hire, you know, outside people to sort of yeah. run the day-to-day so that we can... Um, take a step back now that we feel like it's a well-oiled machine, right? And focus on being just performers. So you won't see us sweaty and running around. Right. We're just going to be able to walk in, do our sets, um, and just enjoy that, and focus on that. And yeah. Get the money. Well, <laughs> not as much money as because, much, because we'd be we got to pay people, people to right, whatever, do right. the stuff we don't want to yeah. do.
0: But, but it sounds like you guys have learned a lot from just going out and doing other shows. And yeah. so, is there mm-hmm. like a network of like comedy shows that you feel are interconnected uh, and like? you know talk a lot or is it just you guys going to shows that you're booked on and going up to the stage runner and you know Uh,
1: i
2: think it's just observing really i mean you might talk more to them yeah i've Uh, asked a lot of questions when i like visit other cities like i don't know boston a a number of shows like i just sat down with their producer um Mm. uh chicago san francisco just going to these places, doing a show, right, and then talking to the person like, "How did you do this, or market that, or f- buy equipment, or all yeah. that sort of stuff?"
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and in the same sense, I wanted to ask like, what it like, how do you approach businesses with
2: a show? Like, how do you
0: approach like Lily's Ferry? or how do you approach like somebody's like you sell them on a comedy show? You know what I mean? That's gotta be an, a fun process.
2: Well, thankfully now we have like awards, articles, and like um, proof of concept to go to places. But at the the beginning, it was literally just like, hey, are you interested in doing a comedy show? Like, um, we've each run shows in the past, and here's what we think we need to make it work. Here's what we think we could bring in. Yeah. Um, And uh, that's how we got the four that we currently have. So, like, having a reputation helps a lot. Actually, the three that we currently have, that's how we got. Yeah, I mean. And then we've had other places approach us. Yeah, yeah.
1: mostly the ones we have now. Like, we we got them at the tail end of the pandemic, or maybe we're still in it. It was, like, in... The summer of 2021. So a lot of people were like, yeah, great. How do we get people in these establishments? Yeah. So we're like, hey, we have an idea, and we want to do this comedy show, and they they don't really care too much about the specifics, other than is it going to bring me money? Yeah,
2: mm. um, uh, yeah, they don't so they don't care about anything. Yeah, and then once it does, they're like, oh, how do yeah, we make it better? Keep coming back. Yeah, oh, come cool. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah come yeah. back. How do, come we back how do we make it better? Yeah.
1: Um, how do we maybe add more nights? You yeah. know, so that's that's what we've been trying to do here is like prove to them that we can really make this this space a comedy space and yeah. dedicate it to comedy and just. You know, the, the, there's new management here now, so they're really trying to figure out ways to promote their all their space, all their stuff downstairs, right. and their restaurant, their bar. And we're trying to like, yeah, they're getting the hiring influencers, yeah. And, influencer. and um, so we're trying to do the same thing, like how because it it helps both parties. Mm. The more people that come in, the more everybody wins. So, right.
2: and then the better the show is, the bigger the comic that'll want to come do the show. The bigger right. the comic, the better the show. The better the show the more they'll support it as a venue the more they'll support it the better the show will be right yeah and it's, it's all just and, yeah the more feeds the itself better the show the more people talk about it also the better the show the better the comedians like that do the show get like yes. you i feel Are like there's a ceiling good? to, you're, you're to open better? mics i literally good? have had people say like in the last <laughs> yeah, year no, and a half good. you've gotten way better <laughs> and i, I will, was like that's because i do i can't really see 25 my, shows i can't a month. really
1: see myself but i will say i don't think i've gotten better but other people have told me that yeah um and but yeah, I guess I felt myself. I'm definitely more comfortable on this stage. Okay. This is this. I've, I'm base. my home base. I'm yeah. more comfortable on this stage than almost any. You know, stage Manny's comfortable when he sits on the stool. Oh my <laughs> god! <I> think, <laughs> like what Manny's a man! What when a Manny sits on the stool and <laughs> leans back. I mean, I even as I'm doing, I'm like, I'm like, what a douchebag! <laughs> like I'm <laughs> the saying, the first that to time myself. you did
2: it, someone. I mean, it wasn't the first time. The first time someone saw you oh, do was that, it, Anna. I don't know who it was, oh, okay. but it was we were standing over by the bar, and someone just leans over and goes, "Okay, man, he's sitting on the <laughs> stool." Yeah.
1: The first time I did it was at Fergie's, um, and I was like, "Not comfortable at all. I'm never doing that again." And then I did it <laughs> here, and I was like, "Oh, this feels kind of nice." Yeah, yeah, you know, going to put a
0: cigarette, and, like, light it yeah, up on yeah, the stage. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, right, Start yeah. slapping, the,
1: yeah. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> his <knee.
2: laughs> One well, day but yeah, it
0: started
1: with a joke where, where, that required me to sit down, uh, and then yeah. I just stayed down a little bit, and then I was like, oh.
2: It's a different vibe, but it's, like, yeah. such a If you want to see Manny sit on the stool, come to the late show. Because he yes. always sits on oh, the stool the on the late show. Oh, yeah. He's Puckin just, you already have a set or two under your belt. Oh, uh, so you're like, more comfortable, you're in the zone. See,
0: that's your decompression moment. That's what I, yeah, right, 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 that checks out. When yeah. I,
1: well, yeah, I will say, like, after you do the first set, you get that out of the way, and then the second one... It's it's It can be a different vibe where you're just like, all right, yeah. good. We're just having fun.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. why the more sets you do, the better you get because you're more oh, comfortable. So then yeah. you can focus on just what you're saying, not just, like, who you are and what you, like, look like and how do I sound. Right. Just like, just fucking I've already done fun. three sets, so let me just, like, yeah. let it out and be myself. Like,
1: I will say one of the best sets I've ever had was after doing a full weekend at Helium. Like, so I did, like, five shows at Helium one weekend, and then I had a show at Punchline on, like, tuesday or wednesday and it was the best punchline show i've ever fucking had because i all i usually have pretty mediocre to poor sets there but this was incredible and i i blame a lot of it on just fucking doing five sets in front of a real in five good crowds right because i just you just but the thing is you lose it quickly or at least i do like you have to keep doing sets that's why i kind of I'm scared to stop doing as much stage time. Cause I'm like, yeah. I'm getting
2: better and I don't want to have to like start over th- again. I fucking hate yeah, that. It's yeah. A, this is a personal opinion, but I think comedy is very similar to working out so yeah, in same. that when you stop doing it, you don't stay where you are. No. You lose your gains and yeah. then you have to work to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've had like people ask me like, why do you do so many sets? And it's like, cause I don't want to lose like, I don't want to have to work yeah. to get back to this point It's a point constant ever. fear of
1: losing where you are. Yeah. It yeah. really is. And I think I think the same way, except I think even with working out, you don't lose your gains as quickly as you do with comedy. With
0: comedy, yeah. Like, you yeah. really lose it fast. Yeah. I, I um, One of the questions I asked in the last one, it was kind of like just asking about how to get better at stand-up. And I was pissed because when I asked people, they'd just be like, just do it more. I'm like, what? Like, that's like, that, that doesn't that help. Like, yeah. But, like, it now is. after doing it for, you know, since then, it's like – it makes sense. You know yeah, I mean? that's, it definitely yeah. Makes sometimes
2: sense. people, like, they retract when they have, like, a bad set or a bad week. And what I've realized is if you retract and then go home and, like, okay, if I sit on this, I'll get better, then all you're thinking about is the bad sets you just had. Right. If you just are out every night, every set, it doesn't, like, you know, you don't feel it in your gut as much <laughs> because you're like, okay, that was a bad set, but I need to focus on the next once. one. I have one tomorrow. I have one in an hour. Right. Um, And that's, like, I think is you get very stuck like in your head and also you're just not you know doing the work like like working out if you put the weights down you're like whoa that workout was bad i need to take a step back sometimes you know for like mental health it's good to do that but right. if you just had a bad set and then you take 2 weeks off i just don't understand the logic that you're going to get better from that
1: right no i think it's just something you make up in your head like well if i just sit down in my house alone somehow
2: but then what happens inevitably is the first time you go on stage after those two weeks yeah you're nervous as fuck because right. you haven't been on a stage in front of people in two weeks yeah you're just or you're just rusty
1: or you're yeah. just not in the rhythm like being in the rhythm is is everything I, I i'm telling you like that one weekend i had where i did five good shows in a row i yeah. was like and like two I, to three I nights i felt like yeah. this like yeah i don't know this 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 inertia where i was like oh shit like and then every set after that i got like this huge boost in confidence on stage because like after I do a crowd of like 250 people and like I'm able to control that room then if I'm doing like even this show or like if I'm at Fergie's or something I'm like it it just felt like the stakes were lower and I could just be more like fluid
2: natural and natural
1: on stage yeah so yeah I'm a big I think you know Tyler and I are big believers in that simple concept that it's just like working out. It's like going to the gym. It
2: literally is. And if you don't do it, you never stay the same. You're either getting better or or worse. I've also, you know, I trust the opinion of people that have quote unquote made it before. Like I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of books from comics and like actors and stuff that I respect. Not one of them was ever like, take a year off. When you come back, you're gonna be so much better at comedy. Yeah. No, not one of them said that. Every single one of them, like you said, gave the advice that you were given was get on stage, do it like a maniac, be obsessed. Right. Um, and like, if Bill if- Burr is telling you that, like, why would I, you know, listen to an o- someone at an open mic versus Bill Burr? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's and, yeah. it's and it's and it sucks because there
1: is no. I think people want like there's a, no like a, a secret. secret Like, Mm -hmm. ah, well, what if I did it? It's just, there's no way, the way I look at it, there's no way around it. You have Mm -hmm. to kind of go through it. And every set I'm doing, I'm like chipping away at something. It's like, well, might as well just get up and do it. Because that way, if I do this set, I'm one step closer to being better at comedy. Which is really, there is no end goal right. for me. It's just to be better at comedy. Which
0: well, it's a craft. Yeah, it yeah, can't be. Just... They're
2: like, it's impossible to have an end goal, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no, like, crowning moment. It's like, you are a comedian. I can stop now. Yeah. I made it. Like, yeah. you just always keep going and trying to get better. And, like, we have had jokes where you you're, like, trying to needle it and figure out the angle or whatever. And then you just can't. So you put it away. Then you open an old notebook or a friend says, hey, whatever happened to that joke? Or it just pops to you in the moment. And you're like, oh, now I can figure it out. And there's no, like, reasoning that you can understand besides you're just better, you're more comfortable, you have more skills at your disposal. And it's just cause because you do it a shit ton. Yeah,
1: you're com- more confident yeah. even even that. Like, you just just gaining the confidence of right. being Right, sometimes the joke,
2: the words are the exact same. But, you just but because you're four years in instead of two years in you just can deliver it in a way that the audience is like, I trust this person way more than... That yeah. nervous right, little actually. twerp. Yeah.
1: 100%. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we really fucking geeked out on comedy, which yeah. I fucking love. Yeah. So yeah. ask more
2: questions. I could talk about this forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no. You just say, you know what? Shows are canceled well, anyways, yeah. <laughs> Steve, so Someone knocks up. They're like, is the show here? No, you can leave yeah, actually. You can get the <laughs> Unless out. you want to watch a live podcast, <laughs> which I mean, it just turns into that. Kind of dope. <laughs> yeah. 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 Write that well, down as a business. I mean, media. what's
0: interesting about that is <laughs> like I've been taking and like studying like acting a little bit. And what they do is. me Yeah, what they have to do is literally, it's not studying. The lines, it's studying your perspective from each line, and then once you kind of oh. know your perspective, you kind of go up on stage, you be yourself, but you just come at it from that perspective. Damn! So it sounds like you guys got like the perspective of each joke kind of
2: down where you're coming from. N- well, not well, even no, not but... yeah, <laughs> oh, not even close. Yeah, yeah. Not no, even close. No. <laughs> I still think every joke I've ever written is dog shit, and <laughs> right. oh, I yeah, hate them, yeah, and well, I want to burn everything to the ground. <laughs> yeah, be better, yeah, yeah but... no, no,
1: for sure. But I, I think that's the that's the goal, right? Yes. Like we're right. trying to constantly do that there's so many ways to tell a joke you say the same fucking words yeah. but how you come in it come at it right and the, the the inflections the fucking pauses all that shit matters which is something i'm trying to something i'm focusing on now it's like okay because i because i remember there were jokes like i've been doing like i've been doing that joke i know it works fuck it i don't want to deal with it yeah. but then i might like go randomly back to it yeah. and i can go at it from a different angle like i don't right. know if you guys have experienced this but you're telling the same joke but you're fucking hitting completely different beats yeah. and you're hitting different you're it's, they're laughing at different places because right. you're fucking leaning in this shit differently mm-hmm. your whole yeah. attitude about the way you're saying words is it's completely different it's like it feels like a completely different joke just by the way you approach it and you're but you're saying it's the same words it's the same structure but you're just coming at it from a different just perspective and it's
2: funnier and it's one of those things where like we can describe that experience there's no real way to teach someone that aside from them doing it and experiencing it themselves yeah um is and i'm basing that on your face where you were like what the fuck are you talking about manny but (laughs) yeah um yeah i've had like when i was first starting would ask a lot of questions of comics and they used to give me these you know it was almost advice but it was more so just like do it you'll you'll understand later once you've once you've done it enough, the cryptic messages. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, then, th- then I like it. Whatever moment like happened, I was like, "Damn, they were right." Yeah, like, like I that hear, is true.
1: I have I've heard stuff from comics who are much better than I am, who've been doing it a lot longer, where they would give advice, and I'm like, "I literally don't understand what you're saying." Right, you're, I'm not even. I, I understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, but I don't understand that because I haven't experienced it. But then. Like, as I've gotten better, I'm still, like, nowhere near their level. But I'm, like, starting to kind of understand a little bit. Like, oh, I can kind of see because I've experienced a
2: little piece of whatever they're talking about. And And we're talking a little bit in abstract. I can think of two examples. One was right before I started, I, like, interviewed a bunch of people just to get their, like, thoughts and, like, advice on comedy. And this guy was – he's an executive producer in uh, Los Angeles. He's, he's, like, done a lot of TV shows. But he started with Nick Swardson as stand-ups in Minnesota, then was a touring act then I think started on a politically incorrect Bill Maher show. And he was, I was like, how do you like remember jokes? It seems impossible that, you know, you watch someone do an hour set and they're just like, it feels so natural and just flows. And you don't even notice when joke changes to joke. And he was like, it's just like you hang out like a, you know, it's like a laundry line, mm. just a clothesline. And yeah. every joke is its own little clip and index card. Right. And in your mind, you can just be like, what joke do I want to do next? I know the joke by heart. So let me just pull this one off. Right. Um and now this set they're kind of a little like they're wavering so let me do this joke and kind of win them back yeah, yeah. and I was like what does that even mean yeah. <laughs> and now it's like you know five years later I'm like oh there are moments where I'm like doing a joke and I'm like what do I want to do next in the moment so I'm yeah. telling a joke and then at the same time I'm thinking about something else yeah um and I can pull you know the joke off the clothesline do yeah. it put it back do another joke well that's so a lot it's to do not with a, like
0: muscle memory yeah exactly point.
2: and then the other thing that um I heard uh jeff foxworthy say in a um in a documentary was he was talking about he was doing carson and you had to be like very strict with your time on carson mm-hmm. and he got an applause break and he wasn't expecting that oh, and he had time for it was this on kevin hart's thing no, no. it was on i can't remember, inside joke was maybe the name of the documentary okay. I, think I um i stuff. watched it in college actually for a class i think was the first time but uh, there he was talking about he got in a plus break and he in, he's telling the jokes yeah. and he looks like he's in the moment. But in his brain, he's like, fuck, I need to cut something because I'm about to go over time because right. they just gave me 15 seconds of clapter or clapping. Clapter, Yeah, exactly. And he, <laughs> he was, was doing a woke joke yes. back in 1985. <laughs> and and he in the moment, he was like, OK, well, this he's like, I have three jokes that I end with. The first one is the strongest the uh second one is kind of just a, a transition to the third one and it's not the best so I'll cut the second one I'll just go a to c and that's happening in his brain and there's been like moments where you know you have a certain amount of time or you want to get out of a joke and in your brain you're thinking like okay wh- like what's the off ramp here like yeah. technically there's this last line but can I go directly to it or can I um can I do a couple lines in between transition. or can I cut those lines right. and, and it, you like again you can't really fathom it until it's happened to you. Yeah,
0: well, in the same sense, uh, there's this quote It's like an
2: out-of-body experience a little bit. This is getting pretty spiritual.
0: (laughs) You're (laughs) taking us to church with Uh, your fucking (laughs) pastor suit (laughs) But (laughs) but there's this quote from Free Solo, which I like to apply to a lot of different Mm -hmm. things. It's about rock climbing where you see this guy climb the dawn wall and as somebody who doesn't climb, you're like, whoa, that's crazy. As a person who climbs, though, you're like, that's fucking insane. Yeah. What in yeah. the fuck? So it's like from the beginning, you know, you, you watch a, a stand-up comedian that has like a Netflix special. You're like, oh, he's pretty funny. You know what I mean? And you start getting to like a level where you're like, what in the fuck is yeah. that man doing on stage right now? Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, it,
2: yeah. that's very true.
0: Um, yeah. So, I, uh, when, what I've noticed through just this recording, even is like at the beginning of it, talking about like the business and stuff was very informational, but you guys came alive when we started talking about the nerding out <laughs> of the comedy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Did, you guys were so p-
2: boring at the beginning. No, it was but, really yeah. boring. I hated but every I think moment. That's of it.
1: a good example of why we are trying to move off some of the business stuff to other people. I mean, I don't mind doing the business stuff, but um, yeah, comedy is where we really fucking come alive i think yeah and we're because you know we want to be st- ultimately we started the business because we just want to be better stand-ups right.
2: that's the and, whole and now that it's actually working we want to go just wipe our hands clean of the business side hire you know a, a full staff that can do all that and so that we can literally just show up do the comedy and then rather than spending two hours you know breaking down or thinking about the next show or having to like put ads out. Rather than doing that, you can sit down and think about the jokes you just did, rework them, try them on the stage the next time because there's so much just in between space when you're running the show where you're here and you're stuck here and you're thinking about all these other things outside of comedy. And I always feel like I'm on like the precipice of a breakthrough, whether it's with performing writing, and it never has come. But I'm feeling—I'm <laughs> always like, ah, it's fucking. So that's what I'm chasing—is like that one day I'll be like, ah, I'm here. But it, it'll probably never come.
1: You know, probably. It'll, even, yeah. You've been having breakthroughs. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it just does, it doesn't it feel, feel like, like the it. one big. What's the one big breakthrough? I just take over the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Steve, just slowly, we just turn the camera towards us. Hey, guys, guys,
2: guys. (laughs) No, just a moment where I feel like, like, no matter where I am and when I'm going up, I'm like, I got this. Like, I'm going to kill. Yeah. And I don't know that that ever comes, but uh, I'm like hoping for that. And where it's like the material, I'm like, I believe in this because it comes from like a real point of view and people can relate to it. And it just, every joke I have is hack. I know it's not true, but it feels like it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I, I mean, I'm not agreeing. Like, yeah, yeah. all your jokes yeah, are hack. Yeah, your jokes fucking <laughs> Mine suck. are great, but yours fucking, yeah. no. <laughs> I feel like mine, yeah, I just feel like there's so much more I could do with everything
2: I've ever right. written. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like ah. it's just like everything's the surface level. Everything okay. right. you just, just need to again. drill down, and it'll get funnier. It'll get more relatable. It'll hit people on a deeper level. Yeah. make them laugh harder. It's
0: so different from like starting out and being like, oh, I can't pull anything more out of this joke. Like I've ran, yeah.
2: I've ran this joke like three <laughs> times. You know? Yeah, I said it twice. I
0: said, yeah, said it twice in an open mic, and so it's I'm, done. I'm either. good
1: to go. <laughs> I have nothing else to do. Yeah, no, it's like jokes come back to you, like you said, like years like i mean when we started the podcast i was start i was thinking of an idea that i said a couple of times to or no i said once to my wife i was like yo you know how you're just talking shit in like the kitchen or whatever and like i said it and made a joke and and she was laughing really hard but she was like yeah that's really funny but you can't say that in front of people like that's yeah. too controversial and then you're like, no, like no, is, now i definitely like, this have this is like a to. kitchen conversation yeah. it was about uh slavery and like yeah. how I don't know if you've heard, you've probably heard the joke, because you've been, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, God, I forgot my own fucking joke. Oh, yeah, black people owning white people as slaves, and how black people would keep white people as slaves. Because how slavery would be dope if we if we were the slave owners. But, yeah. so I was like, so it was, but it, it felt super controversial at the time. Like, you can't really say that on stage, because I'm like, I'm like advocating for bringing back slavery, but like, yeah. for black people owning white people. Right. And, uh, she was like, yeah, I laugh, but that's funny, that's like, Close, behind closed doors, funny. Like mm-hmm. you can't say that in front of but strangers. Those are the things you and should so I tried it a couple times. It didn't really work. Um, I remember one time I tried it at Fergie's, and, you and I and I started, and this black girl in the front. I said something about like, I mean, but like slavery. You know, it was. Uh,
0: it was kind of dope
1: or something like that. I was
0: there uh, that, because it was the Fergie's new mic, there, or the it new material been. mic. Was that like a long time it ago? It was a while ago. Yeah. yeah,
1: and this and this girl up front was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. She just was like, no. Like, she now was it's so, like you close on She was sometimes. so angry and like fuck, like, fuck this Uncle Tom ass. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck this guy is doing, but fuck
0: you. Yeah.
1: And I remember that, and I was just like, I think I stopped telling it after that. I was like, oh, damn, I just haven't figured it out. But then, like literally a year and a half later, or a little over a year later, I somehow brought it back up when I was talking to my wife and she's like, did you ever like whatever happened to that? And I was like, and the way I said it to her was a little bit different. Exactly. And I was also a better comic. So I was like, why can't I just say that on stage? Yeah. And then I started saying it and it started working on stage, but this right. was like over a year after
2: I had first had the idea. Yeah. And that's why it's sometimes useful to go back to like an old notebook is, you know, you're, you're still the same person you were when you started comedy or wanted to try and we're jotting down notes. And so sometimes it's like, you just didn't know how to say it in a way that gets the audience on your side, and then you go back to it, and you're like, damn, this idea I thought of in the first year was actually pretty good. I was just a bad comic, yeah. and now I can bring it back and try to try to figure out a better angle to it. Yeah,
0: definitely. Do you feel as, like, um, as you progress, like, do you feel – just, like, more, this is going to sound, like, spiritual or dumb, but, like, like, do you feel more whole, like, with your, with your company? Because before you were even, when you first started, you were afraid to tell your wife, you know what I mean? You yeah. were, like, yeah, you know, I didn't want to
1: tell anyone. Well, like, I don't, I don't understand, like, people who are, like, I'm going to have every, all of my coworkers come to my first open mic or something. I think yeah. those people, no offense, if anyone out there has done this but
0: but you're a dumb <laughs> that's fucking insane yeah, you're like insane, what the
1: right? fuck like you've your first time is you like, haven't proven anything you haven't you've never done this you'll be terrible yeah. i actually read this thing when i first started comedy telling you what not to do in the first couple of years of stand up <laughs> and that was one of them which you probably wouldn't have had to tell me but it re- reaffirmed that that's a stupid idea because it's like if these people come out they're going to see you you're going to be excited maybe that you just did it you might get a couple of chuckles maybe if you're lucky and you'll be like, oh, that was great, because you did. You c- completed this fucking thing that's very hard to do, but you still objectively sucked. You know what I mean? So they're going <laughs> to yeah. see, oh, this guy's really not that guy or girl's not that good at comedy. So when now when you're inviting them to shit, they're like, I'm not coming to see you, when you're actually decent. And when yeah. you invite them when you're
2: super new they're your friends they're just gonna lie to you right they're gonna be like oh i can't wait to see you on netflix and you're like yeah, oh my yeah, god yeah. i'm so, I'm so good. fucking funny and then you go to a, like an actual open mic or a show, a show where you don't know people and you bomb your ass off and you're <laughs> yeah. like oh i'm horrible and then this. those yeah.
1: people i mean a lot not all of them a lot of them quit you know yeah. i mean it's yeah. huge huge turnover mm-hmm. rate like a lot of people Come out, they try it once and whatever happens, and then they never do it again. So, yeah, well, you know,
0: one thing I do love, to bring that. I think there should
2: be less comedians. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why yeah.
0: every time, so like there's a new comedian at like uh, uh, Two Street or something, and they're like, Oh, we come back, we love you. I'll go up and be like, We don't, you sucked, never come <laughs> yeah, yeah. back. Yeah. Someone
1: told me to come back though after Fergie's, really. I will say that, well, and good. I would have come back, I think, anyway, but when that person told me that. I felt like I, I mean, this is really. That's why you're
2: still doing it. That's why I'm still doing it.
1: It was my mom, but she said, keep coming (laughs) back. You should keep doing this. But no, people would tell me that, even though I would have done it anyway. But I will say there were, like, people in my life who kind of gave me that vote of confidence, where it was like, yeah, man, like, that was funny. Like, come back. Yeah. And I think they genuinely meant it. But even if they didn't, I was like, I was already planning on it, but it was like, oh, okay. Yeah,
2: you need those mini bumps of confidence from, Sometimes it's people you, like, look up to or respect, or it's just, like, random strangers, not yeah. your friends. You need those, really? like, little bumps that you can always go back to, like, in, in the recesses of your brain and be like, oh, that's that person
0: one time said that? I, sh- I shouldn't quit.
2: I yeah. should keep going. Yeah.
0: Just that one person you think of, do you have, like, a, like, an image of a person in your mind? Do you have, like, a savior? <sighs> Not a savior.
1: <laughs> I've definitely had moments where people have said, you know, oh, you're funny. And I'm like, oh, shit, that person yes, thinks I'm funny. Yeah. Right. Then I'm going to keep doing. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I've had
2: that. Yes. I've had that exact same thing happen yeah. where someone says just a compliment and you realize the impact that someone can have when they're, you know, farther along or way above you um, like, in their class or their stage of comedy, and you're just like, fuck, like, they think I'm good? Like, that's insane, because they're unbelievable. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it, like, keeps you going, yeah, yeah. through all the bombs. Yeah. But then also, yeah. I had, like, last show, there
1: was a guy who was just really connecting with everything I said and was, like, cracking the fuck oh God, up and, like, amazing. talked to me after the show. And, like, he was a black dude roughly my age, and yeah. I was just like... I would Especially when that shit happens, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm... I don't know. it's it's It's, like, giving someone... This is going to sound so fucking cheesy, but giving someone... The, this is so pretentious. The gift of comedy, the same way. <laughs> I know it's awful. I want to kill myself. I know myself. what
2: you're going to say because it is true. that yeah. That is the most. But, like, giving someone meaningful. the gift of
1: comedy the same way people gave you the gift of comedy, it's yeah. like, oh, that's fucking, that's the best. When they're like speaking
2: to your fucking soul. Yeah. And you're just like, like, I've never oh felt shit. so seen before. I
1: made you laugh and feel seen or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Whatever that thing I get when I see my favorite comics do shit. Right. Um, and I'm like, God, I love this art form. Like, giving that to other people is insane. Like, yeah. I can't believe I get to do that. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, goes, answers the r- initial question. It, like, literally does fill you up with.
1: Yeah, so I guess the answer is yes. Yeah. I just sit long because I don't want to set up the Wouldn't show, me, yeah. and I am and I desperately just want to talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, it's hard
0: to remember that that meaning. Uh, you know, when you, again, when you're bombing your ass off night after night, when you, especially when you first start or before you, Or if you have, you know, the ebbs and flows where you go down, you know, it's hard to remember that, like, this has affected, this joke has worked and has affected somebody in a way that it wasn't intended, and they felt it, and I felt it.
2: That's why every comedian is insane and delusional to some level. Because every comedian bombs, and yet in the back of their mind is still like, but I got this. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm, I, I'm still. I got something in the future. We're, yeah. This is gonna work out. Yeah, yeah that's, no, that's insane. It takes a that, certain amount of. Delivery. And I still think that about myself. I'm like, what? What has, what in the past has like led me to think that this is gonna work out? But it's kind of a blind faith. And um, yeah, you just have to keep doing it. Yeah. Also, learning how to
1: bomb too. Like getting more comfortable bombing yeah. is important. Like yeah. being comfortable bombing is super, super important. Like not letting it. Rock you so much that only comes. Not getting the
0: sweat drips. Yeah, that only comes with doing it.
1: Like that only comes. Like I can go to a mic and like, (laughs) yeah, I'll have a bad set, and I'm not saying I feel great, Mm -hmm. but also just understanding like that's part of the process. It's happened so many times in the past and I've been able to move past it that after a while you start to realize this is just part of the process. Like it never yeah. feels amazing. Right. But I think I've gotten that's one thing I will say. I think I've gotten better at at bombing okay. like at mics. I mean I don't better. like I, I don't like bombing completely at shows. I yeah. mean but that might happen too. Right. But usually I'm doing like my you know, if it's a show I'm doing more tried and true stuff or mm-hmm. I'm at least sandwiching new shit in with better prepared shit, but um, but at mics, it's like this is just a mic. Like I remember like every sh- every mic, anytime I touched a microphone, was like the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. who was in the room, yeah. who was looking, who like, oh shit, like Naeem just saw me bomb, like yeah. or whoever. I don't yeah. know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Naeem. Yeah. Yeah, funny as shit. Well, but. he
0: was what I wanted to talk about, just real quick. But it, he was one of the people that s- felt that flow where he had like four or five great sets, mm-hmm. and then he like went to a, a DC mic. <laughs> with like a huge crowd and he was like he was like drinking before he's like oh this is going to be the shit and he goes out and just bombed his ass off yeah, yep. it that's got to hurt i saw a comic gotta gotta who hurt. was
1: killing it killing it i won't say who it is but they were fucking killing it like doing really well like um and and then i saw them bomb i didn't even think they could yeah. bomb because i had seen them just doing so well yeah. and they were just like yeah i mean it was it was my time was it was my time like <laughs> I, it, it had to I come was it was an, it was i was street like it had to happen i was like damn i mean they bombed Hard. I was like, "Damn, yeah. yeah." I guess. I mean, it happens to everybody. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah no, that's everybody. Why bombs. would you want to do? This? Why, why do you guys want to do this? this what... <laughs> I don't yeah. know. We do this to ourselves, but it's like it's... the high is so
1: good <laughs> that like bombing is it's it's. But yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. No.
1: But it's also like you learn as you do it more. I remember this is another concept that people told me that I didn't understand. Like I, I think it was Bill Burr. He was like, "As you do comedy more, you start to realize." What percentage is you and what percentage is the audience in the room? Like yeah. you you have a better gauge of like you could do a joke that tends to work and it doesn't work in the room. Right. But it's might it's based off of several factors. It might be based off the way you say it, but it's also based off of the way the room's set up. If people are paying attention. Like right. there's other things. Who's in the
2: room? Who's What's in the, the room? The joke What's the itself? vibe? Who yeah. are they, are they
1: comics? Are they, you know, or did they did the Eagles just loot? Like what yeah. what you have a much better. An analysis of why a joke wow. isn't working versus like in the beginning, it's just like I don't know. I said the same thing here, and it yeah, should have yeah, worked. Yeah, like, yeah. You reading, don't, you reading read, the room? I don't, yes, it's exactly. like You've become yeah.
0: better at analyzing, right? The room. You
1: analyze like why a joke didn't. You have, you come you become much better at analyzing why a joke works or doesn't work. There's always okay. going to be some mystery of sorts, yeah. But you, it doesn't. You like get a more detailed analysis of why, as opposed right. to just like I just don't. At the beginning, it was like I have no idea why this is working now and not working yeah. here and like was it, it i and you should when you're young Assume it's you. Yeah. Like, and and I still try to err on the side of assuming it's me or taking responsibility. Like, ah, oh, there was something I could have done right. that was better that, you know, I could have adjusted to the room. Right. But yeah, in the beginning, is you've
2: fucking no idea. Just assume it's your I'm fault. fucking amped for these shows tonight, right? Yeah. I know. I can't <laughs> so, wait we yeah. yeah, so, so hard. <laughs> we're <What> cut <you laughs> to us, just crickets. Yeah. You never hear from us again.
0: <laughs> so I uh when uh, you know when we did the last one, you guys were Talking about how you would like to, you have jokes that you put in your pocket for when you're better comedians, so Tyler, I wanted to to ask, have you revisited your your shitting your pants joke as going through uh, the stages of grief
2: uh, <laughs> I've heard I, it a few times I've, I've heard it a few times very sporadically, yeah. but it is something it's I was actually thinking about it last week i was like i should I should bring that back. Yeah. Um, it It's not a joke that's, like, in my repertoire rotation now, but I've, like, pulled right. it out at certain times of just, like, maybe this is the moment. <laughs> I think it just needs – it doesn't need to be exact to the stages of grief. Maybe explain it using that and then go, like, with a different, like, punchline or joke. But, yeah, I've done it a couple times, but that – what was our last episode, a year and a half ago? yeah. Yeah, yeah I pr- it was like probably, the first time you did I can it. I could probably count on my hands how many times I've said it on stage or okay. do a mic. No, yeah. that
0: big. It was the first time you did it and I brought it up because I was the was only like the one afterwards that I was like, dude, you should. Yeah. I <laughs> loved that one. I did one. it once in San Francisco
2: one. and a woman. Yelled out, and she she was like agreeing with everything I said. So I was it's like, a "Good joke." Okay. I've seen it; yeah. it does well yeah. when he does it.
0: Well, and Manny, I wanted to ask: Are you still on your soapbox that people, that comedians should do poop and and pee gross? I jokes, think you should dirty d- jokes.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't really done. No, I have a shitting in my pants, okay. <laughs> or not my you pants. It, like, it was, it was a, yeah. yeah, like someone else shit in their pants. Right, and it's like, when is too old to shit in your pants? It's kind of and it's based off this story about. That's why. It came back in my brain. Oh, I watched I, God, you yeah, do And yeah. I was like, yeah. fuck,
2: that joke still needs Cause to. Because
1: it was funny. Some dude shit in his pants. And I don't know. Right. I, I haven't figured it out even close yet. It's a very loose story that I've told at Mike's. Right. but um, But, yeah, I still think if you can make it funny, go for it. I yeah. mean, I think there's a lot of hacky stuff. So with, like. Sex and shit. There's a lot of hacky stuff, but that doesn't mean there's not good stuff. If you're actually a good comedian who finds the funny, the actual funny in it, right? So I don't, I'm not for like people like, oh, that's all low brow. Well, some of it, it's just more challenging because a lot of people do terrible jokes around it, but there is good stuff there. Can you figure that out though? Can you find some unique angle on it? I think that's. That's all I gotta say. But, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Have either of you shat your pants in the last year and a half? Yeah. Every day, man. <laughs> I'm just out here shitting in
1: my pants. That's I'm all not, I mom do. I'm caked
0: up right now. Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I thought that's what we were here to do. Yeah. Uh, just we're that, just both all that's three.
0: That's how shit on the our pants. Yeah, pa- yeah. 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 Like, all right. Just, all right. Well, we just, shat you see our us all pants. Strain. <laughs> <laughs> But they do have a show tonight. This will not come out by then.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, that would be insane.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just turn it around
2: <laughs> yeah. real
0: quick. We sell a
1: couple of tickets. Off of yeah, right there. yeah.
0: But, um, <laughs> Manny Brown, Tyler Wolf, Manny Brown. Uh, what's Manny your Manny. Instagram? Um, <laughs> that's yeah. That's me. <laughs> that was
1: that was not my idea, but that was my idea. Yeah, it was yeah. idea. It's all good though. Manny Brown dot. I'm sorry, Manny.brown the number one.
0: Okay, and this is Tyler Wolf. What's that's your name Yeah,
2: um, at Pretty Tyler Wolf comedy. At Tyler
0: Wolf comedy. Yeah, they have at next in line.
2: Yeah, is it you just... go at next in line. We also have a new website. Go to that. Yeah, website. Yeah. Have you seen
0: our website? Hiring yeah. people. Check the website out. We got. You guys gotta, let me record with you. Right? Why are you still talking to yeah. me? I, yeah, I don't know.
2: <laughs> we like to stay humble. Yeah. All right. All right. As we
1: sit in yeah. an attic yeah. on an <laughs> eighty-year-old rug that people have died on, yeah. I don't
0: know. I don't no look at the rug. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys doing this right before the show. I know it's hectic yeah. and whatnot, but thanks again, and uh, it was good having you on. Now, thanks let's for having us. Bump these mics and try to. <laughs> it's like we've get into an hour. I mean, I was right,
1: hoping, well, I had some things at work, so I was hoping some of them made made the. Cut. The
0: cut. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Maybe at
1: the end, like, hey, this is the uncut series. Oh, uh,
0: the uncut. Uncut clips. The circumcised clips. Oh my god. Yeah, are we, still on dicks?
1: we are so obsessed with this right is- now.